0: You know, when we dealt with this issue in our marriage um, 15 years ago, it was you had to go looking for porn. And now it's ready, available in your pocket. Yeah. It's free, it is so easily accessible. And so I think we have to be a little bit more vigilant mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. in protecting our home, our kids, our selves.
1: Welcome to another episode of the woman podcast. My name is Katie Biza and I'll be your host. And today we are doing something that I have been looking forward to this entire season. And we are bringing the pink elephant session back. And for those of you who are like, what in the world is the pink elephant? I'll just give you a little background. So every year at New Life Church, we have a woman conference, and it's where all of the women from all across the state of Arkansas come together, and it's so awesome, and honestly, this past year, so many of the conversations were just, it felt like friends in the living room talking about things that honestly really need to be talked about. There were just a lot of panels and moments that felt raw and open, and we hit topics that, to be honest, women don't talk about a lot. And the feedback was awesome. I think a lot of women found freedom from it. And so that is where the Woman Cop podcast was birthed, the idea that we could just keep these conversations going. And so today we have Nikita Reno with us and we have Cody Bennett with us. Say hi, ladies.
2: Hi. Hello. We are so <laughs> glad to be here.
1: Yes, we're so excited to have y'all with us. And um, both of these ladies were on the Pink Elephant panel, so you probably recognize their name if you were there at conference, and you may recognize part of their story as well, but they're going to share with us today about something that is very important, and honestly, it's the subject of pornography, and...
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just drop in yeah, the word.
2: I know. And it's,
1: it's, it's a little it shocking. It kind of hits you. It really does. It, it kind of hits Especially you. Especially talking
2: about it as women, so... I know, and I I think
1: that's the thing is because there is such a stigma that it's a man's topic, it's a man's issue, and that among women, we don't really talk about it because it's not an issue for us, and that's where we are going to break that wall down today. Amen. We're going to really talk about the realities of it, and our prayer is that, um, that you find freedom in it or that someone that you know that's struggling with it would find freedom because it is something that is that we all deal with to some degree, whether it's personally, you might deal with it. And if you don't deal with it personally, then you know someone who does. And it's something that the enemy loves to tell people that you're the only one. And it's that shame and you keep it in darkness. And so anyways, we're going to dive into that in just a minute and we'll really get into it. But first, I would love it if you ladies would introduce yourself. So Nikita, would you tell
2: us about who you are and what you do? Hi. So yeah, uh, I'm, my name is Nikita Reno and I have been coming to New Life Church since almost the very beginning. Wow. Um, so I'm an OG. That's what I like to call myself, yeah, an OG. Girl. Um, I have served everywhere from Little Life, which is our children's ministry, all the way up to being a leader in our young adult ministry. Um, by day I am a board certified behavior analyst um that's just a fancy word for saying i go in and help kids who have difficult behaviors but i love it i love my job and i love new life it is home it is where i am planted and where i want to grow continue to grow and flourish so yeah that's me awesome well we're so (laughs) glad to have you here okay cody could you tell us a little bit about you hey friends
0: my name is cody my husband and i my husband james and i uh pastor the cabot campus And so we have several locations across the state of Arkansas now. And so we get to pastor one of those campuses. We've been at New Life Church, um, I think we celebrated 15 years this last year. So working on year 16 of New Life Church, and um, it's just such a home for us. Mm -hmm. And we have four kids, and some days it feels like 1,000 kids. (laughs) But I have to remind myself it's just four um, they are in their school age. We just had um, our oldest just hit 13. So now we have a teenager. Wow. So we're figuring that out. And, you know, I was reading a book that talked about children are a moving target because every mm-hmm. time they get to a new age or a new season, you think you just figured it out and, you know, square one. So right. we're in the throes of
1: parenting right now. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, I know. We'll be looking to you for advice on parenting, I'm sure, it's. I'll try and write it down. Seriously. The other day, I had my boys here at the church, and they were running around, and I thought to myself, how does anyone do more than two? And then when I think about you with four, I'm like, well, it can be done. At least just one at a time. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Also, I meant to say this at the beginning, but just a little disclaimer. This, obviously, we've told you that we're going to be talking about pornography, but you know, that's a mature subject. So I would just advise that if you have kids in the room, you may want to use yeah. wisdom on whether or not you let them listen to this with you. That's your call as a parent. But just wanted to make that little disclaimer before Good we call. get started. So, okay. So, Nikita, why? Yes. I would love it if you could just tell our listeners a little bit about your story as it pertains to this subject of pornography and how it's affected your life.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, um, it, it, for me, it kind of started growing up. You know, I was exposed to pornography in a relative's home at a really young mm-hmm. age. Um, and so, you know, it was always lying around. There were movies that were played, there were magazines that were mm-hmm. lying around. And, you know, I grew up in the 80s, and so it, uncles don't really think about those things right. or whatever. And yeah. so, um, That was just there. There was just a lot of exposure. There was some sexual abuse in my past that Mm -hmm. also, I feel like, contributed to Mm -hmm. it. Um, And so it was really... um, It was kind of an ongoing Mm -hmm. kind of a a struggle thing. And and I say that meaning, like, it's not that I would look at pornography and things when I was in elementary school, but I I read romance novels when I was 10, you know? Um, And just didn't think anything of it. And so it was kind of... A, a pattern that kind of um, was established with me um, growing up, and then um, we got AOL. I don't know if you guys yeah, remember yeah. when <laughs> AOL the disk that would the, come in the mail, the disk, right? The dial-up. dial-up. We and need a so, sound clip. Know, um, right. That kind of just created a you know another way yeah. for that kind of to enter the home, and uh, and there were just things behind that. I I was really good at computers, and so. I was the one that was uh, given the task of finding all Uh of the not-so-great websites that my brothers had been on. And so, like, that was who I was. Wow. And and so, even in that, like, exposure that Uh way as well. Um, But really, like, my struggle did not start until um, I was in college. Uh And it was my, I think it was my second semester of my freshman year, and just... I think being away from home, the anxiety of just kind of deciding what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. with my life and being in this new place and not knowing a ton of people and not really like being established and grounded, um, pornography really became kind of a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. for me. So any time in my life when I would feel stressed or anxious or worried or angry Or just out of control, Mm -hmm. I would turn to pornography Mm -hmm. um, because honestly, in my mind, um, it was a way that I could control my life. You know, I can't control what grade I get in this class, and I can't control whether or not I will, you know, pass this or get accepted to this. But like it became something that I was like, but I can control like this thing, Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of became an addiction Mm -hmm. when I was in college. And the thing is, I was involved in student ministries, you know, and I was a leader in student ministries. And so it was one of those, I felt like I was living a double life, Uh you know, like I'm just this. You know, I have this facade on the outside, and there right. was like, I got it together, and you know I'm doing these things, and I'm leading girls, and I'm actually even talking about this topic right. with them and like I have all of the right things to say, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I am living in this prison, in this cave in this struggle, and no one knew no one knew um anything about it Wow and so um and i I got really great at like covering my tracks, you know um I didn't have a roommate for a really long time in college. I was a resident assistant and then <clears throat> moved off campus and had some roommates. And, you know, I was just – you just – I think I just – and, I, and I, I, this is kind of hard to say, but, like, you just get really good at being deceptive
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, like, manipulative. Like, with, that's, with any
0: struggle. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. because you
2: have to hide so it. You are keeping something in secret. And so – um, I was, again, you know, did really well with technology. And so I was really good at like keeping it a secret for a really long time. Um, and it was just a couple of years after college that I think I finally, um, was able to like break down and like talk to someone about it. And because it, it just affects so much of you, right? Mm -hmm. Like you Mm -hmm. think in the beginning, in the beginning, it wasn't a big deal. Um, and it, you know, it's not something that I would engage in in every day, but like your spirit just grows weary yes. and like depression would follow mm-hmm. and anxiety would follow and shame would follow. And so it was it was always a con. it was a constant cycle of me like I'm going to I'm going to get better on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop mm-hmm. doing this and I would do really well for like three right. or four months and then something would happen. And then I would go into this really long cycle of just being depressed and anxious and just ashamed mm-hmm. but still walking around trying to carry this facade like i had it all everything together um and it was just it was a huge huge burden and i just remember um just having a conversation with some friends one night and finally like just being honest wow. and was like hey guys this is what's happening uh you know i've been keeping it a secret but like i just I couldn't carry the weight of it right. anymore. And how did so. they respond? My friends were so loving. You know, That's they awesome. were like, okay, what do we need to do? You right. know, I mean, they were ready to kind of like stand beside mm-hmm. me and walk with me through it. And um, and I got, you know, uh, software on my computer. Right. And I had accountability. And I had phone calls. And I would check in with them. And um, and, and all of that went really well. Um And then, like, here's the thing. I don't know if I'm going off script a little bit. But, like, here's the thing. Like, we, like, we, I had them, and I had those things in place, right? But, like. Even in the middle of that, like, there were seasons of that where I would just, I would find Mm loopholes. Like, I would find out how to get around the software. And I would find out, like, I would be dishonest with them when they had those phone calls. When we had those phone calls about what's going on in those meetings about, hey, have you looked at pornography? And I would just lie. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, no, I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then the cycle kind of would start over again. And it wasn't until, I mean, I think it was just a few years after college Uh, after that that it was like you have got to decide like who you are like you've got to know who you are you've got to know your identity and then you've got to decide like is this your portion like is this what the Lord has for Mm -hmm. you is this what Jesus died on the cross for Mm -hmm. and are you are you you choosing to put this on as your identity and like where's your heart in it Mm -hmm. because there is a reason that you just keep choosing to go back to this and And so I had a, and it was me by myself at that moment, I had a come-to-Jesus meeting, Mm. you know, and I was like, this is not who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm your daughter, and as your daughter, this is not my portion. Amen. And so what is it that keeps pulling me Mm -hmm. back to this place, and um, just having that kind of really, like, real and raw moment is when I finally started to walk in just true freedom Mm -hmm. of true freedom. So.
1: Man, That's so awesome. I mean, honestly, I think with any struggle, it's like you have to come to the end of yourself. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Because you're you're so right. Friends can be involved. Accountability can be involved. The the greatest intentions can be involved. But until you are sick of it Mm -hmm. and you come to the end of yourself where you think, my own willpower is not going to make this stop. My best safeguards are not going to make this stop. What will make it stop? And it's that breakdown, humility,
2: Lay your pride down. Like, coming to a place yeah. of, like, true repentance. Like, right. really, like, understanding this is hurting me. This is hurting my father, The you know, the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I need to turn around. Mm-hmm. I just need to turn around and make a choice to walk in a different direction mm-hmm. and to live a different way. Wow. So, That's so good. Yeah. So... We're going to hear
1: from Cody in just a minute, but while Nikita has just shared her story, I'd love to just dive a little more into it. What advice for someone who's listening that's personally struggling with porn right now, Mm -hmm. and they are at that point where you were, what advice would you give them to kind of push them forward into freedom?
2: Okay. Um, You need to talk to someone. Yeah. Uh, And... I know me saying it, you're like, talk to someone, you make it sound so easy. It is not easy. I am not going to sit here and lie to you and say, it is easy to just go up to your friend and say, hey, just, by the way, struggle with porn. By the way. It's not. It is absolutely not. But there is so much freedom Mm -hmm, in bringing mm -hmm. light into that darkness. There is so much freedom to exposing the plans and the lies of the enemy. And so when you speak it out to someone, they partner with you mm-hmm. in praying and they, they they put their strength and they put their faith and they put those prayers with yours and mm-hmm. like you're walking in it together. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you for a while when I was trying to do it on my own, I thought, you know what, Lord, it's just me and you. We can take care of it because God can do all things. All things mm-hmm. are possible with yeah. the Lord. Look, I knew all mm-hmm. kinds of loopholes. I could use the word to like make it, Make it justifiable Mm -hmm. that I was doing it on my own, but the Lord never meant, meant for us to walk alone. He never meant for us to do life alone. That includes the highs and the lows. That includes our struggles. Right. And so when I, you know, when I realized this, it was, uh, that's, that's kind of when the biggest breakthrough Mm -hmm. came about for me. And so I would definitely say, I would say you find someone that you can trust, um, Uh, for you to talk to and you Mm. to just share and you I mean when I say share you need to be honest about what you're going going through (laughs) yes um and then when you have that person my friend and I we made an action plan about Mm. what 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 is it going to look like when you struggle Mm -hmm. what is it going to look like and if um so you do what if you do look at pornography again what's what's the action plan Mm -hmm. or if you're feeling tempted what's the action plan and we had a protocol and I know it kind of sounds maybe really rigid but it was very helpful uh-huh. for me to yeah. have those action steps in place and it's like if I saw something that came across the TV screen that Mm -hmm. was something that was tempting I'd pick up my phone immediately and call or text and say hey this thing just came across the screen I know this is a trigger for me Mm -hmm. let's pray I'm gonna get out of my house Mm -hmm. I'm gonna you know go walk or whatever or even if I had a moment where I would fall and look at pornography again it was okay this happened, right? and okay, and we would get together, and we would pray, and we would have conversations to get to the heart of why did this, mm-hmm. what happened, what led to the situation, yeah. because what I find with pornography is it is a symptom of, it. it's always, it's a symptom of a deeper heart issue, yes. right, and for me, it was not trusting the Lord in certain areas mm-hmm. when I would start feeling that anxiety and doubt, and feeling like I had to th- do things on my own, feeling like I had to have things Mm -hmm. under control myself, Mm -hmm. that's when I would fall back into pornography or that's when I would be tempted. But I had a friend who knew those things Mm -hmm. about me and so we could have those conversations. And you've got to have a friend. I know that I say talk to someone, but you've got to be willing to be honest with them because like I said earlier, I had those friends from college and they were doing everything for me, but I wasn't honest with them. And so you have got to be in a place um, where you're ready to just get gut level mm. and you have to be willing to let those friends mm-hmm. ask you the hard questions. And are you going to be offended sometimes? Yes, 100%. Right. Because I would have a friend call and check up on me and I would be doing great for like six months and she's like, hey, I'm just checking. Are you struggling with pornography? And I'm like, I've been doing great for six months. What do you mean, right. but? But you have that right. right. Like you have that place in yes. my life and I know what your, your heart is for me. Yeah. It's not something yeah. that you're accusing me of. Is that you care about me, and yes. so you gotta you gotta have those friends that right. you can just you're willing to get gut level with, um, to share with, and to make an action plan. And you have to have steps to be able to to walk out your freedom. Mm-hmm. Right, we can't just say, "Woo, I'm free." Right, like we have to oh, carry yeah. that. There are steps to to yes. carrying that. So that's so good. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Nikita, for sharing that. That yeah. was so good, and I feel like you so really good. summed it up at the end of what to do if you're personally dealing with that. Yeah. And so, and I know we'll, we'll kind of touch on all this later and I just want you to feel free to jump in at any point, but Cody, I would love to hear from you now, um, just your perspective on this and what do you have any vi- advice for a woman who is walking through this with her husband? And well, just your, your experience yeah, on all of that.
0: you know, when we dealt with this issue in our marriage, um, 15 years ago, it was, you had to go looking for porn. And now it's ready, available in your pocket, it's free, it is so easily accessible. And so I think we have to be a little bit more vigilant Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. in protecting our home, our kids, ourselves, our marriages, because, um, I mean, they're declaring it the new drug Porn, fight the new drug, you know, that it is the new drug because the way it, um, the way it accesses your brain is equal to a drug. Mm -hmm. It it sends the same responses and then you come back looking for more. And so I think it is so important that we are more vigilant, you know, and I think as a wife, the number one thing you think is it's about me. Mm -hmm. It's my fault. Mm -hmm. I'm not enough in some area. I'm not what, you know, I'm not skinny enough. I'm not sexy enough. I'm not available enough or right. um, I, whatever. I don't respect him enough or whatever lack like, you might feel. Um, and that is simply the enemy. He just has come to divide your home. And he, so he wants to speak a lie to you to make it about you. And any issue you deal with in your marriage it's you and your husband against the issue. It is not you against your husband, and so it's so good. it's wife and husband against pornography. This mm-hmm. is out to get you. This is out to kill um, your marriage. Your to take your home. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important that ladies mm-hmm. know it's just not about you. But even though it's not about you, you can be part of the solution. Right. You can. Um, Lend so much strength. I think that as a wife, you can be that first line of accountability, that first line of defense and asking good questions that don't make him feel threatened, but still protected. Like, how can I protect you? Or is there anything in our home Mm -hmm. that is a trigger for you? Or have you been tempted this week? How can I help? You know, you want to your husband to know that you're on the same team with him, Mm -hmm. not against him, Mm -hmm. not the police out to uncover anything that he's dealing with.
1: um, So good. I love what you said about it's you and your husband against the pornography mm -hmm. because I do think the tendency, I mean, obviously we know that the enemy brings division and we have an enemy that would love to divide us from our spouse and um, honestly bring destruction to our marriage. And I just think it's easy to think, oh my gosh, it's him versus me. He's picking it over me. You know? But that is such a good reminder and such a shift in perspective to think, no, this pornography is the enemy. Absolutely. And it is me and him versus it and we Mm. will defeat it. That's so good. And I
0: think it helps, you know, it helped me to really take the ownership of it Realizing how effective I was, and um, him gaining victory against it. You know, we've been married fifteen years, and when my husband or we've been married how many? Not fifteen. How many years have I been married? I thought you said fifteen. Wait, you've been
1: at the church fifteen
0: years. Okay, <laughs> seventeen. <I don't> know. <laughs> seventeen years. We've been married seventeen wow. years, and so, um, you know, for him to walk in victory is so comforting for me to know that he's not dealing with this, but that doesn't mean that I am just hands off. Like Nikita said, Mm -hmm. you know, it's those um, follow-up questions and continuing to have conversation to where he feels like he can talk to me Mm -hmm. about it and I'm not gonna explode. Because I think that can be a tendency when you hear about it as a wife for the first time is Mm -hmm. um, to cast shame, you know, to heap shame on them or to Honestly, I think you want to embarrass them. You think that if you embarrass them, then maybe they'll turn it around because it's so embarrassing, Mm -hmm. but um, I think it would just drive it deeper. And so for them to feel like we are a team, we are united against this.
1: That's so good. Um, Okay, so when you think about your home and you have four kids, you have two girls and two boys, you know, I think it's a different perspective, too, is when you start thinking about how can I protect my kids from this. And so can you tell me? <coughs> <laughs> it's blue season. i got a cough Wait, attack. Coffee. It's bit. Coffee. Okay. You know, coughs happen. So, okay, when you think about your home and you think about, you know, you're raising four amazing kids. You've got two girls and two boys. And, you know, we're addressing the fact right now that it's as much of a girl issue as a boy issue. So what are you doing in your home to protect your kids, even at an early age? Well,
0: I think, you know, we're we're figuring it out. We bought our first cell phone for London this Christmas, and so I'm learning a lot of what you have to do in order to protect from every angle. But um, I think the first thing is just that conversation quote you know mm-hmm. the conversation right. um, and uh, I know a, a hot topic or a hot, a hot a hot question is when to have that mm-hmm. when do I talk to my kids right. about sex right. you know um, and and I, I think the short answer is earlier than you think right the well, average you age right. that That kids hear about or are exposed to something of a sexual nature is 8 to 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about, you know, my 8-year-old, man, I don't feel ready to talk to them about sex. Right. But I want my kids to know that I'm the expert on sex. And if Trevor on the bus tells one (laughs) of my kids about something sexual, Mm -hmm. a picture, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, she's sexy or drops that word at all Trevor just became the expert he took that from me and so in order for me to be the expert I have to breach the topic first I have Mm. to be willing to go there and have the conversation and um, there's an amazing there's so many supports online in order for you to have those conversations with your kids and you know because it is kind of intimidating how do you talk about that with right you know, someone that, you know, is so innocent and not wanting to breach something that you shouldn't, you know, how do you say it? And so um, there's lots of great resources online. I hope we can um, maybe put some in the show notes or something. Yes, for sure. Um, Because there's so many people that have developed ministries and programs Uh that help you walk through how to have those conversations, how to have the hard conversations and how to protect your home, you know, like, if there's a certain website that's a tendency that you mm-hmm. can block that from your router, it yeah. doesn't even—it's not even allowed at your home, mm-hmm. or um, you know, all the parental controls and filtering and mm-hmm. app monitoring—that's all available to us. And yeah. there's lots of free resources too that we just right. need to get them. We need to be active in putting them on because I know we can have all the resources available, but we're if we're not accessing them. Right? They're not helping us.
2: Mm-hmm. I will say. That, I mean, you bring up a great point. We didn't talk about it in our home. Yeah. Wow. I didn't have the birds and the bees. I don't know if they call that anymore, but I didn't <laughs> have that talk right. with my mom. And so mm-hmm. my education came from girls in yep. my sixth grade class, yep. you yeah. know? And I, you're right, like, if you don't become the expert, then those are going to be, you have 12-year-olds right. and eight-year-olds who are going to be your child's yeah. like, right. wealth of knowledge mm-hmm. on the topic. And so... I think it's so important. And I always tell
0: my kids, I'm like, I promise, I promise I will tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat something. I mean, I'm going to give it to a child's ears, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to lie. And so if you ask me about, you know, what is this mom? Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what that is. I'm going to tell you the truth about whatever act or whatever situation you're asking about. I promise I will always tell you the truth. And I promise I know more Mm -hmm. than Trevor. I promise. (laughs) Right. Come
1: on, Trevor. I know. (laughs) Jeez forever yeah. and forever. <laughs> That's so good. While you were talking, I was thinking about that verse that talks about above all else, guard your heart for out of it flows the wellspring of life. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that sometimes we, when we talk about the subject of pornography and, and even just purity, it's easy to think like, let's put these filters on our computer and let's, but honestly, I'm shocked at what's on TV, right? Yes. Like day to day or what pops up on YouTube ads, between kids shows. And so as, I mean, I would love to hear your perspective. Like how do you to guard your home from the day-to-day things? Because I think there's so many things that sneak in that aren't even like pornography. Right. So how do you do that? And like what's, what's the filter?
2: Well, for me, uh, I ha- there are just some things I had to cut out.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There
2: are some popular TV shows and, you know, things that were going on. And everybody's like, it's a really great storyline. And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> a good storyline is not worth my heart. Absolutely. Like it's just not. And I mm. think good. for me and my brain, I had to kind of redefine what pornography was, right? Mm-hmm. Because... It was all these things that you find on the internet, or mm-hmm. these like uh, magazines. But mm-hmm. I mean, think about what PG thirteen looks like now. As you know, from oh, me, yeah. like I I can't I can't do it. Um, and then thinking about certain TV shows that, like again, that are on the air, I just I had to like cut that out because I knew mm-hmm. what triggers were in my life, and um, again, like it just wasn't worth me. Kind of falling back into right. that, into that place, um, and then also like things that you read. Like, yeah. R- honestly, I said I was reading romance novels when I was ten. Like, mm-hmm. though, for me, like again, I'm redefining pornography. That's pornography to yeah. me uh-huh. because of how it affects my heart. Well, and I think um,
0: that applies strongly to women in general because mm-hmm. they yeah. are a little bit more storyline, romance, right, perfect scenario mm-hmm. driven than just visually right
2: Right. yeah I 100% agree um and then also music that I that I would listen to it's like you know the lyrics that are in some of these songs are very explicit and again with women being visual like Mm -hmm. creating these kind of images Mm -hmm. and start you know things like that it's just for me there are just some things that I had to say no to Mm -hmm. it was just a hard and fast rule of you know what I'm not I'm not allowing this in my life anymore right so
0: oh there goes the door Welcome. Anyone want to come in? Cody, did you have any
1: thoughts on that? Yeah,
0: no, I mean, I would just echo everything she said. I think it's important, you know, like one of the things, this seems simple, but I had to cancel Victoria's Secret.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: it was, it seemed unfair to me. I was like, no, this is for us. Like, (laughs) I'm getting this, you know, but when we sat down and had an honest conversation about what, could raise flags, or right. what could be a trigger? That was one of them. Yeah. And so even just reevaluating the things that I had come to accept as normal mm-hmm. or acceptable right. for me as a right. woman, um, you know, like may- maybe there are certain catalogs that I have to discontinue because it have small young eyes looking at it, right. my husband's eyes looking at it, and um, it's not fair to them. It's not fair for me to expect purity from them when I'm inviting. The opposite in oh, uh-huh. and putting the invitation before them, so, um, so you know. Good. And with movies, my husband and I are so different. You know, I would, I would probably not be drawn in by sex scene after sex scene after sex scene. Like that probably wouldn't engage me. Mm-hmm. Um, but turns out it does for my <laughs> husband, and so um, I have to be aware of that. And right. I, I. I we use this um, website called VidAngel.com. Do yeah. you guys use VidAngel? Yeah. You oh, my goodness. It. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm using VidAngel. It, it us is the it best
0: is. thing. So VidAngel.com is a company that allows you to filter anything on Netflix, Prime. Um, mm-hmm. There's probably a couple of others. But, you know, Netflix and Prime are primarily anything right. we watch. Mm-hmm. And so even for my kids, you know, because I'll put Goonies on or something thinking, oh, this was such a good show. Right this was such a good movie and then realize, Oh, you know, throw it in reverse. I don't want my kids hearing that or seeing that. And so, um, it's great for shows that you want your kids to be able to watch that you remember being okay. And turns out they're not, or, um, to enjoy a a movie without all the trash. So it's pretty awesome. Okay.
1: Awesome. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that resource. We'll add that to the show notes as well. Long list. I know long list, but that's so awesome. And I know that when the two of you shared at (laughs) woman conference, um, in September, I think you both had some really great resources. And so we'll make sure that we add those to the show notes because there are so many practical things out there that you can use to safeguard yourself and your family. And so we want to make sure that you ladies know about those things and that they're accessible to you. Um, Okay. Well, thank you both for sharing. Honestly, I know it's not easy to jump on a mic in front of who knows how many women and share your story. I have a coughing fit. That was me, uh, hey, just in case anyone okay. was wondering. A coughing okay. fit happens. <laughs> Everyone can relate with that. A good choking fit after a drink of a water bottle. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. So That's I would love funny. it if, Nikita, would you pray for the women that are listening? Yes,
2: 100%. Okay. Um, Father, we love you. You are a good God. You are a good Father, and you love us. And I just want to pray for the women that are listening in who are on either side of this conversation, mm-hmm. um, whether they are dealing with pornography themselves um, or whether they have a husband or another loved one who is um, dealing with it as well. Lord, I just pray that, A, like this podcast would be um, an encouragement to them to let them know, hey, you know what, I'm not alone in this. This is not a weird thing. This is not something that I have to live um, in the darkness about or be ashamed of. Um, And also to know that there is freedom Um, that you are for them and that there is freedom uh, from this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, Lord, I just pray that just even today, after they finish listening, that they begin to take those steps toward freedom. They begin to find those people to talk to, um, begin to put those safeguards in place in their lives. Um, And, Lord, just let them know that this is not their identity. Pornography is not their Mm -hmm. identity. They are your daughter's. Um, And you love them and you are for them. And Jesus, you are so much greater than any struggle that they could ever walk through. Um, And so I pray all of these things in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nikita. Welcome. And ladies, I just hope that what you pull from this podcast that you've been listening to today is that there is hope and there is freedom for you. You know, there, I think it would be easy to think that on either side of the issue, whether it's you're personally dealing with it or a loved one is that there's no hope, but there Mm -hmm. is. And both of these women are here today because, um, they have seen people find ultimate freedom in this. And so there's hope. There's definitely so much hope in Jesus. I love that. Ladies, thank you for listening to another episode of the woman podcast. If you like what you're listening to, share it with friends so we can point more people to Jesus. And if you want to stay connected, you can follow us on Instagram at woman conference. And we also have a Facebook group that you can get involved in. Have a great day and we'll see you next week.